You hear that buzz? That's the flight of the bumblebee, folks. Love that music. You can just hear that little busy bee out there making honey, making money. Well, we make money. Bees make honey. So here we are again, folks. 104.5 on your dial, KKXX, Life Radio, where we talk about real things, real time, and this is live. So we're moving right along. My name is Douglas Broughton. I will be your host, and we have a couple of callers who are going to be calling in. But before we do, I'd like to get going on some uh, words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Let's see now. Do I know any words? I do know words of wisdom. In fact, I know the one who wrote the words of wisdom, and that is King Solomon. And by the inspiration of God and by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, Solomon gifted that young man when he was in his teens with uh, wisdom. He, in fact, he, he became king when he was eight years old. I don't know how that works, folks, uh, unless his mother was right there over his shoulder, and she was. And you know who his mother was. I'm sure most of you, or some of you might not know, but most of you probably know, his mother was Bathsheba. That's a, that was a household word back in that day. David, King David was his father, and Bathsheba was his mother. And uh, he instructed her with a lot of wisdom before he died. And, and David, King David, died at age 75. And it's ironic, I don't know, it's just in God's plan that King Solomon died also at age 75. I think uh, between fighting the battles that David did and uh, all the being chased by uh, the former king, King Saul, who was head and shoulders above everybody, very good looking man, very full of himself and defiant against God, even though he uh, was appointed by God to be the king. He was the first king of Israel. A little history there, people that like history. I majored in history in college and in the universities that uh, I attended, and three, well, two Bible colleges, one one Bible university and Bible seminary, and um, have right at my doctor's degree. So that means nothing, Paul said. He said, I count that all as rubbish. That isn't the word he used. We won't say the word on the air that he used, but it wouldn't be acceptable politically to use that word. Although we have freedom of speech, and on some stations you will hear some foul language, folks, and uh, on several stations, it's it's out there because of the Freedom of Speech Act. They love to jump on that when it comes to the Constitution, but throw away everything else. So the liberals have gained access to filthy language on the air. Bravo, liberals. Bravo, Democrats. <laughs> Way to go. On this station, however, you will not hear bad language. We are a family values radio station. We are 50 years next year will be our 50th anniversary. KKXX 104.5, and uh, some solid people you will hear on this station. You hear uh, Dave Ramsey comes on uh, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, talks an hour about, uh, his live show also takes call-ins on housing and how to bail people out and help them out, help them through their struggles. Uh, I noticed one thing about Dave Ramsey, and I hope he's listening right now. Most of the people, or a lot of the people he gets on his show, are making triple-digit triple income in the family. And uh, that's not very common in these parts, folks, here in Chico. You don't see that too often. A few people are out there making triple digits. But uh, he seems to screen out the ones that are uh, down at the bottom that aren't making, uh, that are barely making double digits. <laughs> so, And there's a few of those out there in Chico. There are some that aren't even to that level. So we we can't measure this world by money but we can make efforts to make money money is just a tool to be used to help others and to feed your family and to survive and to have a few of the amenities that that we're meant to have it says in the bible having therefore food and raiment let us be there with content that's the king james and uh, christ said it himself it's uh, in the book of uh, matthew if my memory serves me correctly and there's a lot of beautiful things stated in the Bible. And there's some ugly things in there, too. Won't go into them. But it's about how that things get really ugly when man abandons God, when he walks away from God and he does things on his own, how bad it can get. And this happened a lot in the Old Testament. A lot of people don't like to read the Old Testament because of that and because it hasn't so-and-so begot so-and-so and they begot so-and-so. And, -so and, -so and, 
And uh, so they just rather read in the New Testament. In my Bible, it's got the red letters for the words of Christ. And I have had some people say, I want to read. The, I want a Bible with just the red letters. I give away Bibles. And if you know of anybody out there that needs a Bible, you can call into this show and I will give them a free Gideon Bible. It's a nice looking Bible, too. But I've had I've run into people that need Bibles and I finally got in touch with a man. Beautiful story. This man uh, came up to me and said, God, put it on my heart to uh, to give you something. I have something out in my car and I'd been praying to give away Bibles. But I said, I, I need to start pursuing that. And I've been praying for a couple of weeks on how to uh, how to arrange it so that I can start giving away Bibles. This man that I didn't really know, I'd only seen him once. and It was down here at the radio station and we sort of remembered each other. And he, he walked up to me in Walmart of all places in the world. I go there very seldom, maybe once or twice a month. And he said, um, he said, I have something for you. And I said, what's that? And he said, come and show you. I'll show you. And he said, God put it on my heart to give this to you. So I went out there and he had a whole box of Gideon Bibles and New Testaments. And I got teary eyed over that, folks. I, I was really touched because that was a direct answer to prayer from somebody I didn't even know. And I didn't even tell anybody I'd been praying for that. I didn't tell anybody I wanted to give away Bibles. Isn't that something how God works? I'll tell you, if you're if your heart's close to God and you're not even 100 percent close to God, if you're just 80 or 90 or whatever, uh, Jesus said some are 60 percent, some are 70. He, he put it in percentages. Some people are closer than others. But you're all God's children. Some of your children out there, some of you that have a few children, some of your children are closer to you than the others. Some some uh, don't want to be too close to mama or daddy because they they make them eat their lima beans or something. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny how we value things and devalue things that we should value and value things we should devalue. But we learn that as we grow older and look back and by experience. And we see our children and their children and how they behave. And we think, wow, did I do that? And uh, some of the beauty there is and some of the negative there is, we learn by life experience. And we get through it all somehow. Somehow we manage to get through it all. But I think the reason I got through it all, and I'm still going through it all, is because of the prayers of my godly uh, relatives, my, namely my grandmother and uh, both grandmothers, in fact, at were my Sunday school teacher at different times. And uh, I've had some good people that have been in my background. I looked in my family tree one time. I'm not too big on looking at your family trees because you're going to run into some people that uh, don't make you uh, want to know where you came from. <laughs> so so uh, I, uh, I won't go there. But namely, in the family tree, I've had several that are pastors that are solid Bible-believing Christian people and my family back when the word Christian meant something the word Christian means something here and there spasmodically you might run into somebody who really understands what the word Christian means but today it's a very liberal term that doesn't have a lot of weight to it like it used to uh, the word Christian meant somebody that walked close to God that was a person that lived by convictions a person that you could trust a person good in business and this this uh, live show we're right now talking from is called Business Buzz. I don't know if I emphasized that at the beginning of the show, but that's where the bumblebee came in. That is where we came up with the uh, flight of the bumblebee as our theme song for this station. But uh, it's, it's interesting uh, about uh, people, uh, to say the least. God made people in his own image, not maybe so much physically, but the inward man. The person with the heart, with the mind, with the abilities and the capabilities to do things that are unbelievable. And we have abilities that are just beautifully ordained of God to to uh, be in a profession, maybe different professions, maybe different uh, places where he puts us throughout life. I've know I've owned a few businesses. I've failed at some and I've succeeded at some. And that's how it goes. But I have done some of the things that I really wanted to do. Art was one of them. Wedding photography was one of them. I've done uh, a few things, and I struggled here and there along the way because people are people, and I'm one of those, so I don't point my fingers. But uh, it's hard to maintain a business and be upright and ethical and moral and all that when you see some people prospering very much by bending, the little bending a little here and there the rules or 
doing this and that that's a little bit under the table. And, uh, you know, honesty is the best policy, folks, being honest. And I'm still working at uh, taking care of things that I, uh, not by intention, but here and there, I fail to meet my end of the bargain in business, I regret to say. And if you're out there and uh, you, you're you listening to me and I'm uh, I'm one of those that you said, well, and I thought he was a Christian. Well, I tell people here far and wide that I don't claim to be a Christian as far as what the world looks at as a Christian these days. I tell them very quickly, I am a believer in the Most High God. I believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, and I'm not close enough to being like Christ to feel like being called a Christian. That's one of the reasons. Another reason is because to some people the word Christian means, oh, I'm a Catholic. I've heard people, yeah, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Catholic. And uh, when you said, are you a Christian? So I quit saying, are you a Christian? A long time ago. And everybody that has a fishy sticker on the back of their car thinks they're a Christian. But you should see them drive. So I don't put a fishy sticker on the back of my car. I still try to drive quite carefully. Because there are plenty out there that don't. I've never been drunk. Never been on drugs. Never done a lot of things bad. But I've done my share of being off track here and there. Uh, like I said, I, I, I could, I'm not here to write a book on me or talk about me. I'm here to tell we're human. We're all in this race together. And the most important thing we can do out there is to have right relationships. And sometimes that means sacrificing. Sometimes it means sacrificing a lot. And there are people that uh, just want to take and not give. And one of the best things you can give to someone is just a word of kindness, just to say something kind. And if you look, you don't have to look too far to find something kind to say. You know, you can look around the environment or you can look at the person. And there's a lot of people out there suffering. Some of them hide it quite well. But anybody that's lived very long in this life has been through some things. And, uh, you know, there's people that you don't know, but they're facing going to a funeral. I just talked to a man the other day who was going to a family funeral. And uh, he said, yep, you just got to go right there and, and do your best. He said, it's not easy, but it's important to show up and show your respect. In funerals these days, and I want to uh, commend one of the funeral homes here in, in Chico. They're against cremation, although they provide it because some people demand it. But they'd prefer not to cremate because in their convictions, they believe strongly that cremation is a definite abomination to God. And, you know, I really believe the same thing. And uh, I'm not going to profit by it. I'm not going to participate in it. Abomination to God is uh, burning, burning. <laughs> he said, the, the owner of this funeral home said to me, well, I heard one pastor put it quite well. He said, you know, he said, burning has never been looked on in the Bible. He says, I, this pastor said, I've never found any place in the Bible where burning was a really a good thing. And I thought that was kind of a, a, a very quiet and subtle way to say that uh, cremations among those things that aren't respectable in the Bible and if you'll look all the way back in history at cremation uh, you won't find much of it in the Bible with among the saints in fact what you will find is uh, burial and entombment Abraham purchased a cave to bury Sarah in and uh, it goes right on through our Savior was buried in a tomb and uh, just on and on and on and he didn't need to stay there very long obviously and the stone wasn't rolled away so he could get out folks the stone was rolled away by the angels so that uh, some women there uh, mary was one of them could get in and see that he was gone and then peter came and peter looked in and he was gone but they saw the angels and the angels talked to them and told them some things i heard a minister so-called minister on a different christian so-called radio station just this week say uh, you know that th there there are no more uh, scenes of angels anymore they've been done away with we angels don't visit us anymore and basically there are no miracles anymore. and i thought wait a minute does this man even read the bible you know it's, it's just disheartening what some people have to listen to from so-called uh, preachers or so-called 
believers or Christians or so-called. So don't be so quick to listen to what people say. Not even me. Look it up in your Bible. That Bible, if you don't have one, call me. I'll make sure you get one. That Bible has the answers. It is God's holy word, folks. It has all the answers you need for eternal life and for this life. We'll be right back. We've got that busy bee buzzing around again. It's time for break. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is James McDonald. And you know, I didn't just stumble into Christian radio. Actually, I was personally impacted and had my life changed by Christian radio as a young man. And I bet the same has happened for you. Take a moment to contact your station right now. Let them know how their ministry has impacted your life. And might I suggest a gift a financial contribution to help them continue and their passionate commitment to get God's Word to you. Hall Marketing and Design in Chico would like to remind us that thousands of children who were safe at home a year ago are missing today. Parents, it is important to keep recent photographs, fingerprints, and dental records of your child. If you have any information that may lead to the location of a missing child, report it. This message from Hall Marketing and Design in Chico. Visit them online at hallmarketingdesign.com or call 895-9484. That's 895-9484. They're on the air because they care about our children. Hi, this is James McDonald from Walk in the Word. Hey, it's always great to hear that a new station partner has come on board. If you've heard our broadcast, then you know I'm passionate about sharing the truth of God's Word. To get fired up about your relationship with Christ, join me each weekday on Walk in the Word. And be sure to check out all the resources available to help you grow strong in the Lord. Just go to our website, walkintheword.com. Join us for Walk in the Word, weeknights at 6 p.m. here on KKXX. Here we are back, folks, on Business Buzz. I'm your host, Douglas Broughton, and we will take a phone call if you're interested in giving a call in here. And uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say, any comments about business, about some of the things I might have said, or about a verse in the Scripture that means a lot to you, or maybe some story you've heard that uh, means a lot to you. I heard a story today. In fact, I was involved in this story. And while you're uh, calling in, let let me give you the phone number down here. KKX Radio 104.5. Phone number is 530-894-7325. 530-894-7325. I got a call from a lady, and uh, it was a, actually it was a call from Europe. It was an important call came in, and she had a problem. Uh, she she was telling me, and, uh, and then she told me about another problem. That was a lesser problem. So I'll tell you about the lesser problem because it ended up being quite funny. And because I actually had a, an inspiration, a brilliant idea, I thought, and she thought, and everybody thought, except the one who was the cook. And that gives you a clue. This was about a restaurant. She was in a room in a, in a hotel, and the, the cook didn't like the waitress at all. The waitress didn't share any of the tips with the cook. And over here, it's common to do that. But in that country, waitresses never share the tips with cooks. And they had some other disgruntlement going on with them. But uh, this is a funny story, I think. So anyway, this lady that called me had ordered uh, uh, food up in her room. And uh, what happened is, is she always liked red onions. And she specified she wanted red onions. And the waitress was very clear on the red onions. And it even appeared on the screen. They're quite sophisticated at this little restaurant, this hotel. It's a very first-class place. I think it's a three- or four-star. It's a very nice place. And uh, so it appeared on the screen about the red onions. Well, just to get at the uh, waitress, the cook put white onions there instead of red onions. So when the, the plate platter appeared up in the room and the waitress brought it up there, took it up there, what happened is... Uh, as uh, instantly, uh, this lady that ordered the, the, the dinner realized that because of the riff going on between the waitress and the cook, the cook did that to the waitress so that the waitress wouldn't get a tip. Well, this lady was upset about it and told me, what do I do now? She said, 
here, here's the waitress, just brought this to me, and she knows I only eat red onions, I only like red onions, and I specified the red onions, and here I am knowing that the cook did that to her, and I'm the one that has to suffer, plus I'm the one that paid for the meal. So I said, hey, listen, here's what you do. I got a good idea. I said, I know how to solve this problem. I said, what you do is um, you go down and you give the waitress a big tip really a big, nice, fat tip so that uh, she can go wave it in the face of the cook and instruct the waitress to say that you're so glad that they brought you white onions instead because you were going to change your mind. These white onions were so really made your day. And that was so important that you got those white onions instead of the red onions. So because of that, I'm giving you, my waitress, a great big tip. So the waitress loved the idea. In fact, the funny part was the waitress was coming down the hallway back to her room when she walked out the door to go down and meet the waitress. So the story was just beautiful. It ended up, of course, the cook was really disgruntled, really very much upset because that, that cook had uh, given her the white onions to insult the waitress and just put it in the face that I can do what I want. I can put anything on the plate I want. And you're going to pay for it anyway. Well, it backfired, and I thought of a verse in the Bible. It says, one verse says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But that's not the verse I was thinking of mostly. It says, uh, do good to those who don't do you good, that you might heap coals upon their head. And uh, that might apply, might not. You can think it through and give me your opinion. But I just thought the story was too funny. We both had a good laugh. We laughed until we almost cried. It was so funny. And I was just inspired to come up with that great idea where everybody felt good except the cook, <laughs> the one who caused the problem. If we could do that with all our problems, wouldn't that be great when somebody tries to get at us? But God says in his holy word that we're not to take vengeance. And it wasn't done in a vengeful way. It was done in a beautiful way. So our intentions need to be right. Our heart needs to be right. And speaking of heart, uh, we need to get back to the heart of the matter here on the business buzz. What we are doing is trying to invite people to call in that have a business that want to promote their business here on the air. So if you'll give us a call here at 530-894-7325, we will take your call and we will promote your business. We've just started taking calls recently. Last uh, week we had three in a row filled up our whole hour. It isn't hard to fill up an hour with uh, people calling in, but it puts a bit of a strain on me to uh, filibuster here for an hour. I do have a lot of things to comment about, and sometimes I have a guest on the show, and I'm open to anybody who wants to be a guest on this show, Business Buzz, from 3 to 4 o'clock. So with that out of the way, while I'm waiting for a call, I have some things to say about my business, and I have three businesses besides this uh, radio station. I don't consider this one of my businesses. I work for them here. I was a business consultant, and I thought, you know, I'd like to have a live talk show where I could promote other businesses. Uh, one of the businesses I have is CBNA. You might have heard of it before if you listen to this radio station. It's Chico Business Network Association, CBNA. It's on Tuesday from 1130 to 1 o'clock at the Cozy Diner where we meet and the, uh, the members of the CBNA group, which are men that are business owners in town. Got a plumber named Conrad a general contractor named Jim, Jim uh, McCall, and uh, he, he owns JAM, J-A-M Construction. I have uh, Steve. Steve is another one that I have. Steve owns uh, a muffler shop here in town over by uh, Spateri's Deli, and uh, it's called Hi-Fi Muffler. I think he's like the third generation. He does other things besides mufflers, catalytic converters. He also does uh, mechanic work especially on older cars. I think he has about 15 or 20 cars himself. He collects older cars. Really awesome guy, awesome mechanic. So if you're out there listening to Steve, I uh, wanted to let you know I'm, I'm plugging your business. Any of our members that uh, you might know, well, I do have a member that's calling in probably any moment, Harold Littlejohn. He's on this show also on Tuesdays and Thursdays. He's uh, my other half of the business buzz. I have it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And he has it Tuesdays and Thursdays. We started just about a month ago. And so far, it's doing quite well. We have a greater area that we reach clear up 
towards Red Bluff, Corning, Quincy, Miguelia, Paradise, Chico, Durham, Orland, Willows, Oroville, Brownsville, Nevada City, Grass Valley, Yuba City. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? I've been everywhere, man. Does anybody recognize that song? I think Johnny Cash was the last one to do it, but he didn't write it. But it's a real good song. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't try to attempt it, but it sounds like that's what I was doing. We reached down to Calusa, Williams, Clear Lake, Woodland, and Winters, and Davis. And when we get our towers done, we have towers going up, three of them, all in one uh, area up off of uh, Berry Creek, up in the, uh, up above, um, up above Lake Orville. And uh, so soon we'll be reaching all of, uh, we'll, we'll be reaching all of Sacramento and who knows where else. So I think I have a caller calling in right now. I'm not sure. Nope. The office manager grabbed that one. Must have been for him. We don't have the most sophisticated calling system here. We don't screen your calls. And because we don't screen calls, therefore I, I leave that up to the office manager for screening calls. So we do have an we do do have someone on the line. Is that correct? Yeah, Douglas. Yes. This is Harold. Hey Harold, I thought that was your voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well the, I, uh, the the light lit up. Pardon me here, but the light lit up, and I started to grab it, and I thought, well, it might be for Andrew, and if I grab it, uh, I might be doing something wrong, and then I would get all flustered trying to talk to the audience out there. So I'm so glad you called. I was expecting your call. What's going on, Harold? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, just another busy day in paradise. Well, it's actually Chico, but uh, everything's uh, going great. I uh, I read a real interesting article today. Tell me. <laughs> Ready for this one? <laughs> well, as long as it's uh, colorful. <laughs> it in, it involves uh, it involves the economy in a way. Well, Harold, um, you called at exactly the appropriate time. You and I can talk as soon as we get through these commercials. So that give you a time to go over it. I'll be here. Okay, okay, hang on. And the rest of you out there in Radio Land, don't touch that dial. We'll be Hello, right I'm Joyce Meyer, and I want to personally invite you to join me on this station every Monday through Friday for enjoying everyday life. You know, life's journey is challenging for all of us. And on my program, I'm going to share with you practical truths from God's Word that are going to help you live the life that God intends for you to have. Let me encourage you that Jesus came so that you can know peace and truly enjoy your everyday life. Weekdays at 10.15 here on KKXX. So, five extinctions or one flood? This is Ken Ham on a mission to strengthen the global church with God's Word. Many scientists claim the fossil record shows five mass extinctions in the past. They say the fossils we see in distinct layers represent different time periods separated by millions of years. But the global flood described in Genesis gives a better explanation for what we see. As the waters of the flood rose, they ripped up and redeposited miles of sediment. They buried organisms between layers. These waters buried different environments one at a time, starting with the ocean floor and then moving up over the continents. So the rock layers and fossils don't represent different times, they show different environments living at the same time. And they were catastrophically buried by Noah's flood. Listen to this program again or read a transcript when you visit us at AnswersRadio.com. You can also sign up to receive daily insights from Ken Ham at AnswersRadio.com. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Well, here we are back, folks, on KKXX Radio, 104.5 on your dial, 103.9 in some places, and 930 on the AM. Harold, we have on the line Harold Littlejohn, CPA here in Mangrove. Are you still there, Harold? Yep. 
Right here. Good, good. Now, you were about to say before you were so rudely interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh, pay, paying commercials are not rude interruptions. <laughs> no, I know. I just uh, I just like that I'm phrase. I love saying that on the radio. Right, right. <laughs> Go ahead. You got it. Well, I was I was just uh, I saw an article today that was real interesting, and of course it all it always kind of relates back to, you know, the the economy and taxes and all that. But um, you know, people get tired of paying a lot of income tax, even though they know they have to pay some. And uh, you know, whenever you bring that subject up, they mention, well, you know, we got roads, we got police and fire and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, the name of this article is Pentagon Loses Track of $6.5 Trillion Embezzled Unaccounted Funds at Expense of U.S. Taxpayers. Wow, I never heard that. What happened? Yeah, well, yeah, $6.5 trillion. And uh, I'm just trying to read some of these highlights. Um, uh uh, I wrote last year, this is the guy, the author talking, I wrote last year upon publication of Department of Defense's report. Of course, such official looting never happens with lawful accounting because records always show where the money goes. This would be like your bank agreeing they received a $65,000 deposit from you, agreeing the money was gone and not refunding your account while claiming no further information of this unaccountable loss and missing money. (laughs) Oh, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Totally bizarre. And so, yeah, it was it was pretty weird. And then the other weird part of this was um, talking about a prior notation about missing Department of Defense trillions. Um, and I do remember something about this, but listen to this one. You may recall the Department of Defense's claims of trillions of our tax dollars somehow going missing isn't new and reported as $2.3 trillion by Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld. Do you remember that guy? No, of course. Yeah, he's the one with the known knowns and the known unknowns and all that stuff. <laughs> anyway, and guess when he announced that? I, want, I wouldn't have a clue. Tell me. September 10th, 2001. Really? Does that ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> it says, on September 10th, 2001, as, quote, a matter of life and death, the day before a claimed airplane bullseyed into the Pentagon's accounting department, killing the very accountant's task to find the missing money. Oh, I hate to laugh if somebody died, that's, but uh, that's uh, well, pretty that's, interesting. Yeah, that is. So, so right. it's not. And, too... and I'm not. And I'm not going to potentate on you know whether we should be in this war or that war or which war is good and which wars aren't. But uh, just as an accountant, uh, if one of my clients lost. Six point five hundred dollars. You know, I might be in trouble, or I might have to at least try to explain to him where it went. But trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars are completely yeah. gone. We don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see nothing. Like, we don't tell nothing. We don't know nothing. <laughs> right, right, and and we don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> no, we don't need no stinking badges. I I love that line. <laughs> I've got the, I have that movie with Humphrey Bogart, uh, Treasures of the Sierra Madre. If you right, if you right. really want to see a movie that'll that'll show you uh, enlightening you as to how the heart of man can be. There's three different men in this that are the players and uh, you you will watch that movie again. It's all black and white. You'll watch it again and again. No special effects, folks, not one. Classic. Right. That's, classic. That's pretty cool. That was probably, <laughs> what, in the 50s or something? I think maybe the late 40s, early 50s, right in there. And Yeah, because uh, Humphrey Bogart, he probably died like in the 60s or uh, something. I would imagine he smoked a lot and drank a lot. But he, he, uh, he was a good actor, an unusual character. But in this movie, yeah. which was unusual, he played the bad guy. You know, he actually played the bad guy in that movie of the Treasures of Sierra Madre, which was unusual for him, very but, right. Uh, well, anyway. he was kind of a he was kind of a big star leading actor, but he wasn't like Mr. Handsome like Clark no. Gable or anything. No, no, no. It was, yeah. a, it was a he was a different role. Very uh right. very gritty, very uh yeah. I mean, you could describe him to a T as a lineup guy up in the lineup, you know. Yeah. <laughs> for who yeah. for who done it in a who done it movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one one interesting thing I just thought of today because I'm 
part of my work involves helping uh, businesses uh, report their sales tax, you know, that they collect from customers and then have to pay in. Mm-hmm. And uh, one good news is uh, sales tax went down recently. Oh, really? Yeah. People don't always know. I mean, it's not a huge decline, but it did go in Chico from 7.5% down to 7 and a quarter. Well, it used to be seven and a quarter, and then well, right, but, right, but it, then but it in went Sacramento, up. The, the up, the up was like temporary because it's back to uh, seven and a quarter. Well, that's that's something because when you, yeah, especially so, if you buy a sixty thousand dollar brand new uh, Ford or Dodge or one of these trucks that has all the bells and whistles, man. There, I remember, I can't, I can't imagine being up to sixty and sixty five thousand dollars for these pickups, but. But that little quarter of a percent adds up when you're paying that kind of tax sales tax on a vehicle like that. that that's right. And I've noticed uh, clients who are in the construction business there, they shop around for used uh, big trucks like that. And now the used market for those is still high. Hmm. They can't, you can't find a good used one for less than thirty or forty. Yeah, isn't that something? Well, yeah. back to this, back to this dilemma about the uh, the nine eleven when the towers when the when the Trade Center went down. Uh, now, you said that, let me get the facts straight, that that uh, one day before, one day before that happened, they couldn't account for how many trillion dollars? $2.3 trillion is what uh, Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld had mentioned. According to this article, I don't remember that being that close, but I do remember that whole thing about the shortage of trillions and then the next day, the Pentagon gets attacked. Yeah, gets attacked. I mean, the towers went down. I mean, they 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 they're just uh, yeah. The Pentagon was was attacked, but they didn't hit the Pentagon though. Is that correct? I mean, you remember? No, no. There was there was a hole in the Pentagon. Oh, there was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I don't so that was all the uh, details, but I remember yeah, the towers. Yeah, that, that was an interesting day. But yeah. you know, as as an accountant, like I say, it's like man, if if I if I had six trillion missing, or like I say, even Six thousand missing from a client's account. You know, somebody you probably can trace where it might have gone. Well, they can't now. <laughs> they can't now. There's no, right. no, no trails, no paper trails in that one. Right. Just uh, well, yeah, but like, but the, the main thing about this whole article is just the fact that, um, you know, trillions of dollars. Because I've been talking lately about the twenty trillion of debt, right. and uh, you know, the fact that. If we could find the six point five trillion here, that would be a third of the whole twenty trillion of debt. We could get that back. Wow. We'd be down to thirteen and a half. There's a song. But, I, there's a movie called Mooseport. With uh, you remember that movie? Uh, no, Mo- don't Mooseport. Remember that. Okay. Well, Gene Hackman was. Uh, he played the part of the president, and he was retired from being president. He flew to Mooseport for vacation, and. Uh, Raymond, remember everybody loves Raymond, uh, right? Ray, Ray, what's his last name? You know, Ray Romano. Ray Romano, yeah, he was the plumber, and he was the plumber, and it's a very, very well done movie. But in that song, the theme song for that, I, I can't remember who did this song. It says I, I sort of like to be the president, so I can tell them how their money's spent. <laughs> I, I never forgot that line. I said that is about the sad truth of it all. It's. Uh, but anyway, right. anyway, you know, and the sad thing is, the real truth of the matter is some of these people that are working can barely feed their family, barely survive, and they're, they're having to pay their taxes to support uh, a bunch of uh, greedy people at the top that's as far as I'm going to go as calling names. Right, but, right, uh, right. But there's a bunch of greed going on at the expense of all us peons down here that are supporting <laughs> them. And that's what's the infuriating part. But, you know, it's never changed. It's not going to change. As long as there's a, uh, human beings involved, uh, the, the, the bad ones uh, seem to always uh, float to the top, as the saying goes in the military. But, uh, right. but you know, we have to look at the good side. and th- there's, a, there's a good side to life. There's always beautiful things to talk about. And uh, we, we, you and I like to talk about these kind of things. With a chuckle, yeah, I, I, with a I get, a, I get off on these negative things, and that's why I wanted to bring up the sales tax thing because well, that uh, is a positive. At least thing. we have some tax going down. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring up something too. Now you're putting together something that's fascinating to me 
because a lot of people would like to go in business out there and they don't really know how either they're not old enough they're in their early 20s perhaps or maybe even younger than that but uh yeah let, let me tell let me I, tell I you about how i came up with this idea that's what i wanted to hear tell, tell us yeah. about that yeah so so just like last week i'm you know sitting here working uh, i you know as usual sitting at my desk doing some work and i get a call from a new a new person and it's a young guy and he's just now starting to do some construction work but he's not being paid as an employee He's going to be self-employed. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, like, like I say, I always offer free help and, you know, I know it'll all come back to me if I help people. And so I spend, you know, probably 20 minutes, you know, uh, basically educating this young man about all the the steps he needs to do when he's self-employed, what he needs to keep track of, how to keep track of his expenses and his income, uh, how to make sure he's licensed properly, um, uh, prepaying taxes if he needs to. And after I get done with that call where I just spent 20 minutes when I had another job on my desk that I kind of needed to finish, I realized how many times I have gone through that exact same speech to a lot of people over the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what occurred to me is I'm going to teach people that all together. You're going to put together a seminar then. I'm going to put together a seminar that teaches people everything they need to know about going into their own self-employed business. Maybe I should go to that and see all the places I've gone wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The fact that you've known me this long, you're probably okay. But uh, everybody's going to benefit from this. (laughs) I said this everybody's going to learn something. Harold's my CPA, so that's why I say this to you listening audience out there. But, uh, yeah, I want to hear that. Would you uh, be so kind as to go through uh, as far as you can go through with this and inform us, fill us in on on, uh, when we could look for this coming up? Uh, We'll be right back after. Uh, Don't go away, Harold. I I need to I'll be there. I'll be here. Okay. And the rest of you out there in Radio Land, hang on. We'll be right back after these commercials. Don't go away. KKXX is excited to present Seeds of Truth with Joe Holcraft. Each weekday evening, Joe has hosted the Catholic Hour every weekend for the last eight years. And Seeds of Truth promises the same Catholic understanding of sacred scripture, contemporary faith-based topics, and the latest news from around the world. If you have questions about faith, join Joe and the Seeds of Truth right here on KKXX each evening, Monday through Friday. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college, which ends up making the future better for all of us. My name is Alicia, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. That newborn baby is going to need a lot of special nourishment in order to grow up healthy and strong. The same is true for those who are new in their walk with Jesus. The Bible says they need spiritual milk to nourish their souls at a critical point in their life. That's what we try to provide with the teaching and talk on our station. And when you send them your financial support, you're helping to accomplish something powerful. You're helping us get spiritual nourishment to those who vitally need it. So thanks for looking out for those newborns of all ages. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX AM and FM. Well, here we are back, folks. Here we are with Harold Littlejohn. I'm Douglas Broughton. I'm your host, and Harold's on the line. Are you still there, Harold? Yeah, right here. Good. Okay. What I want to know is, when is the seminar? I mean, I know this is maybe asking you questions that are a little early on to ask, but I would like to know when uh, a realistic number of days or weeks or whatever till that's out there and offered to those who are interested in going into business. We can promote this on this station, and I will be glad to promote it. Every day I'm going to promote it. 
but uh, right, we'll, right. We'll, we'll start uh, gathering people in, not just online. Everybody's about online, but there's a lot of people out there that that aren't online. They're too busy working, and they don't have time to sit in front of a computer. So they they uh, they miss a lot of things because of that. But there's also people on the computer that miss a lot of things. So it works both sides. So Harold, would you fill us in on your plans? Well, I want to know. Yeah, yeah. What what my idea is is that. Um, uh, I'm thinking it's going to end up, and I don't have a date. Um, I'm working on the place. I think I know a good place. But anyway, I'm thinking October sometime, probably uh, probably a weekday evening at 6 p.m., which gives the working guy a chance to go home and, you know, take a shower and get back at 6. So it'll and be like a, uh, so a I'm thinking a low, a, in Chico, mm-hmm. 6 p.m. on a weekday, probably in October when the weather gets a little you know, less people away for summer vacations. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to have uh, a panel of people who can help them. Uh, and I'm going to be the, the, the main speaker to talk about, you know, all the things you need to do to become self-employed. And uh, I think I've got a tentative working title for it. It's going to be called the Break the Chains Symposium. But that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a, that is a good one. That's because... what I'm thinking of so far, yeah. Right. So. And like I say, I've probably done this same speech over the phone to a young person or or just somebody that's self-employed for whatever reason. Uh, for years, I've probably done it a hundred times. It's like I want to get this information to everybody so that they can just start utilizing it now, and uh, I don't have to wait till they call my office because you know maybe they'll never call. So maybe uh, you'll handle it like uh, like some of these major. I mean, this could go nationwide if you if you get a real tight organized uh, you can have your cd you can have your 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 information you could right have... right this will and we'll record it and offer it you know uh-huh. uh, for people who can't make it they can see it online and you know right. through a through a recording yeah so but the main thing is is that you know i've got 35 years of tax experience helping a lot of small businesses you know throughout all these different uh, types of businesses you know, I just really want to give the chance to get people to learn all this because, you know, the longer you wait, the the more you may miss out on. I well, and, and I have a lot of things I wish some had a, someone had a taught me five or ten years before well, I learned this it. Will, this will know. give them a huge edge on jumping into a business, and it'll guarantee them the success because each business is a little different, but the principles are the same. And uh, you also teach. Uh, CPA, Certified Public Accounting, out at the uh, law school here locally in Chico. And Harold will be the right person, the right man, to put this together. Believe me, it'll be well done. You speak also sometimes at the university. Uh, you give presentations there. So I would love to see this happen. I think it's yeah, time. Yeah, for it, I think it's it's going to really be fun, and it's going to be real informative. It won't be expensive, and uh, it's just going to allow people to save all that legwork and time and trouble researching and talking to 10 different people about these various things, um, they'll all be there at this seminar to help everybody. Well, I know one thing. If you put it together the way that I've seen you do things, it will work. And so it'll be guaranteed that these people... Now, will there be a, a nominal fee, I'm assuming? Yeah, there'll be, there'll be some sort of entry entry price. Uh, you know, it won't be real high. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's just to make sure that everybody's there is seriously about being there, you know. Well, that's one thing good I know about you, Harold, is you you, you aren't out there to get rich off of these poor people that want to just uh, try to start a business on a, on a shoestring. Like I started a cabinet business a long time ago on a shoestring, and it, it was a time when the economy was great in the late 70s, around 77, 78, right in there. And it was just booming up in, in Reading. And I just couldn't keep up with all the things there were going on. You, you could, you could write orders for cabinets like a waitress writes orders for, for a, a restaurant. I mean, it was just people were just placing their orders. They didn't care about the price. They wanted it, and they wanted it this way, and they wanted it that way. And so, I, uh, I chose a partner, and we were partners for some time. I know one thing: partnerships will never work. Somebody has to be the head, and somebody else has to. Each person has to have their part delegated, but somebody has to have 60% and somebody has to have 40% or somebody has to have 55 and somebody 45. Is there, it can't be a 50-50 partnership. That's all I'm saying, and I'm sure you're aware of that too. So this is just yeah, one. And, uh, right, and then speaking of the price and entry and all that stuff for a seminar, 
what really upsets me is I'll have a client that'll come to me too late and they got uh, snookered into going to one of these, quote, free seminars. <laughs> and free. next thing you know, they just wrote a check to some guy for $4,500 yeah, yeah, for, for this big education <laughs> package right. that they're really not going to get to use. And, uh, you know, we talked about it that uh, the day that the Riveras were on the show. Yeah, I remember that. Talking about their flipping business and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, houses. we talked about the fact that these other people are just out to take people's money, knowing that uh, 90% of the people they get a, excuse me, 90% of the people they get a check from are never going to flip one house. Right. But, you know, they, they don't seem to care. They just put on their fancy seminars and charge. You know, they call it a free seminar to get you in the room. Then they sell you a $4,500, you know, education package. And I just really feel bad when I see, because I've had quite a few clients that have come to me after the fact, and uh, they should have called me first and asked me what I thought, but they didn't. Right. Well, that's, uh, yeah, they sure know how to put on those, uh, those, uh, what's it called? Anyway. Well, you know, like a seminar, it, it's almost like a religious revival. Yeah, they get them going exactly. like, hey, everybody yeah. raise your hand. Hey, uh-huh. who wants right. to be a millionaire? Hey, right. I know. pretty soon you feel pretty soon you feel guilty for not writing the guy a check. It's like, <laughs> whoa. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I not like, good. <laughs> nope. Nope. And I don't know how they get away with it. You know, there's uh, there are laws. Well, I mean, on... technically they're not doing anything illegal. Well, that's true. They don't yeah. have to write a check if they don't. They're not. They're not, uh, they're not. They don't hold a gun to somebody's no, head. They're not twisting their arm or holding a gun to them. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I I've almost got sucked into things like that a couple times myself that were just absolutely didn't pencil out, wouldn't work. I got to tell you, I got to tell you a quick story sure. on that subject. And I learned this from a book. There's a really good business book called. Um, it's Harvey Mackay, and it's like swimming with the sharks or something. I've heard of and, that. Uh, yeah, he's like a billionaire guy or something. And anyway, I can't remember all the details. I read it quite a while ago. But the, to make a long story short, there was a world basketball league starting up like 40 years ago to compete with the NBA, uh, which is the National Basketball. That's the one that the Warriors and everybody knows those. Sure. So the World Basketball League you know, needed billionaires to – become the owners of teams in this new league that was supposedly going to make them, you know, double billionaires from a like having an NBA team down the road. So the interesting thing was this Harvey Mackey guy was one of the people that got sort of, you know, into that whole thing where he was, he was to the point of having to make his decision at a big meeting and he stepped up to the microphone and his team was going to be Dusseldorf. I don't know what their name was going to be, you know, that, Dusseldorf Dolphins or something, and uh, anyway, his that chapter in that book uh, is called Dusseldorf Passes. Hmm. So while everybody's getting all riled up and like a big team spirit in the room, he had to walk up to the microphone and say, Dusseldorf Passes, we're not going to start a team. And the moral of that story is, uh, within a year or two, that whole league was defunct. Wow. It didn't make it. So these bil- these billionaires who invested, you know, 50 million bucks in a team, um, you know, just lost the money. Well, so every time I hear about uh, an offer like that, I just think of Dusseldorf passes. <laughs> the, the different experience. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't grab my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing. It's amazing at what goes on out there. But, but like you said, look at the government. Look at what they do. So I guess yeah. a lot of the I mean, people say, yeah. well, hey. Now, the new, the new expression is a trillion here, a trillion there. Pretty soon you're talking real money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you've heard them all, Harold. Yeah, you've yeah. Heard them all. That, that's, hey. the new, that's the newest twist on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's about right. Well, you know, yeah. uh, there's, uh, there's a lot going on in the world, but we're trying to be dealing in this station, we're trying to be with, with people that are honest and upright. And the one thing I like about uh, your, your attitude is you don't try to see how you can get by with this and get by with that and, and take people for all you can uh, when they come in there. You try to offer them free counsel, free help, and, and you have compassion on the ones that are really trying to make it and struggling. And um, you, you try to f- help find them a way which will work for them and pull them out of, uh, uh, of places where 
they're running scared. They don't want to even contact the IRS about their taxes because they haven't filed taxes in so many years, and they're afraid they'll come and lock them up. And there's a lot of yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of ways that uh, no matter how much you owe the IRS, as long as they see that you're coming out, hiring someone like me, getting serious about straightening it out. There's payment plans. There's offers in compromise. Um, you know, it's not something to keep avoiding. It's something to just face head on and get it done. And um, you know, I, I can help people with that. That's, I do it all the time. I know. I can attest to that. I, I. Uh... I got straightened out by by Harold about 15 years ago on my taxes, and I didn't even want to, the IRS to know where I was because I I, I was a mess. And, and people get that way, and then you get scared, you get frustrated, and you, and the problem is you don't know who you can go to that does taxes that you can really trust or that really has a care and concern and has their heart into really helping you and really knows what they're doing. But, yeah, well, I grew I grew up and I learned at my dad's office doing the uh, taxes too, and uh, I just kind of followed in his footsteps because he was always, you know, mainly interested in helping people, and the rest kind of follows when you do that. Yeah, that's that's what I like about you the most is how well you're you're able and willing to help people. And if anybody out there is listening and having struggles with their taxes, and this this uh, this isn't really a promote Herald show. This is called Business Buzz. Harold has it on Tuesdays and on uh, Thursdays, and but I I wanted to speak about you in that that you're the man out of all the people I've ever been to with taxes, and I've had a few people do my taxes in the past. But when you move to a different city or a different town, things change. But uh, I've had several businesses, and honestly, it's hard to keep up with things sometimes. So, Harold, I appreciate you very much. I didn't mean to interrupt you here. I wasn't trying to embarrass you by promoting you. But uh, just trying to plug you for all these people that might need help, it'd be their advantage. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing about that's the thing about taxes. Everybody you talk to files taxes, so there's always something to talk about, mm-hmm. something to help. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's getting down to the wire. Do you? We got a couple of minutes here before we go, and uh, I'd like to remind everybody out there that uh, we, Harold and I have the same heart about wanting to help people. I promote people with the program I have and uh, the ones that are in business that want to become members of uh, Chico Business Network Association. And like I said, we meet at Cozy Diner in the back room at Tuesdays at um, 1130 to 1 o'clock. And you don't have to be there the whole time. If you can only slide in for 30 minutes or 40 minutes and want to check us out and see what we're like, come in any time between 1130 and 1230 especially. Uh, we'd prefer you come in at 11.30 or 12, no later. But if you can't, sometimes, and, and I make that offer with all my members. I say, if you can be there just for half an hour, come on in. You know, don't feel like, oh, I'm late, or, and you're not late. There's still things you can learn. It's highly educational. I couldn't believe that that was going to be the primary thing in that in that business that I would gain is the education. I am amazed at how much information is given out by the different ones there each person gets a chance to talk and we don't cut you off at two minutes or three minutes or one minute or whatever you you can talk i call on people i'm the moderator there i don't talk much there i let other people do the talking because they're promoting their business they're promoting and telling about themselves and their experiences good and bad so uh, you get to know some real good people and you get to know and the thing i love about it they use each other the plumber uh, it works with the general contractor, and he's off doing work for the mechanic, uh, Steve, that owns Hi-Fi Muffler. And they, we've had several people work for Steve. He's got uh, a house he bought last year, and he needs this, he needs that. It, our roofing contractor uh, did the roof for him, and we just pass each other around. That's what it's about. It's about promoting each other and giving out leads. Harold? Well, th- thanks any for letting parting, me talk today, Douglas. Parting hey. words here? Well, you there? I guess we... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, anything you want to say real quick? Oh, yeah, just uh, everybody have a great day, and uh, I'll be talking to you tomorrow at 3. Yep, Harold will be on the show tomorrow here on Business Buzz, 3 o'clock, 104.5. Thanks for being on, Harold. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. You bet. Bye-bye. KKXX, Paradise. K280GL, Chico. And K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. 
Hall Marketing and Design in Chico would like to remind us that thousands of children who were safe at home a year ago are missing today. Parents, it is important to keep recent photographs, fingerprints, and dental records of your child. If you have any information that may lead to the location of a missing child, report it. This message from Hall Marketing and Design in Chico. Visit them online at hallmarketingdesign.com or call 895-9484. That's 895-9484. They're on the air because they care about our children. God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Darkness covered the face of the deep, the Bible says in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. But God dispelled the darkness with his own light. And my friends, that's exactly what happens to you spiritually. David Hocking has more on the power of the God who is light this week on Hope for Today. Join us. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is pressuring Republicans to make good on their promise to repeal and replace Obamacare. With a Senate health care vote this week, the president says the